Hello, friend. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Finding Your Worth. What are you afraid of? When you think about changing your life, but you don't, what are you afraid of? And what are you willing to lose to become the best version of yourself? If you've been thinking about making some changes in your life, but you haven't because you're afraid of losing someone or some part of you, then you've come to the right podcast. I'll talk about those fears today, and let's see if we can't get you to move past some of those fears and get you back on the path to your best future. Before we start talking about the dark side of change, not really dark, just different. Let's talk about some deep breaths together to center ourselves. We're going to take three deep breaths today, counting four for each inhale and exhale. So first, go ahead and breathe in and out for a moment, and then we'll get started. Okay, ready? Inhale for one, two, three, Four. Exhale for one, two, three, four. Inhale for one, two, three, four. Exhale for one, two, three, four. Inhale for one, two, three, four. Exhale for one, two, three, four. Good. Whenever you've got something scary on your mind, it always helps to take a few deep breaths and really focus on the breathing to get the full benefit of it. Easy, breezy, and quick meditation. If Self-love means making different choices than you've made before. But you don't know exactly what the consequences of those new choices will be, positive or negative. You hope that if you meditate every day, you'll be calmer. But what if you start talking about chakras and everyone you know rolls their eyes at you? That's not very calming. If You change. What if you or other people you care about don't like who you change into? There are people in your life who are not going to like the new you. They aren't going to like that you go after what you want. They aren't going to like that you choose to take care of yourself before you take care of them. They aren't going to like you telling them to wait or not now or no. Those people are used to being your number one. And they are used to you treating them accordingly. They're not bad people. It's simply the way your mutual relationship is set up. Speaking of bad people, here's an exercise to try. Imagine you are 100% your ideal self. Positive, strong, confident, happy. That ideal self goes out to dinner with a friend. What do you talk about? 
Do you complain about all the things you've complained about for years? I doubt it. Because those things don't bother you anymore. Those things are smaller than you are now. It isn't that nothing bothers you. You just no longer let it consume you. Now, think about the people you spend time with. Can you imagine talking about your dreams and hopes and their dreams and hopes? Laughing about old times and planning for new ones? Are there people in your life now that you can imagine having those joy-filled conversations with? How about people with whom you know you can't have that conversation with? I used to be one of those people. At least, as I see it. One of those people that spends more time complaining about everything that's wrong with their lives. I still catch myself doing it sometimes. What about you? Right now, are you eager to talk about dreams and hopes or... Are you eager to trade snarky comments? There's no judgment from me here. I openly admit to having been that person and still doing that sometimes. This is one of the things that made me realize just how unhappy I was. Pleasant conversations turned into poor me sessions. I needed to change that. I do wonder, sometimes, how many people might have quietly said goodbye to me because they needed friends to share joy with instead of trading misery. I don't know. If you're wondering how I feel about these people, perhaps imaginary, uh, who maybe said adios to me, I wish them all the joy and happiness that life has to offer. People move in and out of our lives It's supposed to be that way. Now, if you feel like maybe you do this, focus on the downside of things, and that's kind of overwhelming your conversations, and you wonder what to do to stop, well, here's some thoughts. First, as always, view yourself with compassion and grace. Second, question why you're focused on the negative and Of course, try to focus on the positive instead. Focus on gratitude for what you have. And if you haven't grabbed it already, um, you can still get this, the Stop Negative Self-Talk Guide, which is still available free at findingyourworth.com. And I will drop the link again in the description. Uh, Try that. Those suggestions can help you get your mind focused on a more positive track. And then third, start really listening to yourself. And if your conversation is turning south, correct your course towards change and growth. We all need to complain sometimes, but a bitch session that never ends isn't good for anybody, especially not you, because you are the kind of person who sees opportunities, not roadblocks, right? Now, that you are changing and growing into the very best version of yourself, and it's your highest priority. Of course, 
This looks different for you than anyone else, which means that there are some people who will not fit comfortably with the new you. From your side of things, if you say goodbye to a friend, it's not, it's not like you're going to say, sorry, you're not good for me anymore, see ya. It's more like you start doing things that light you up, and in doing those things, you'll meet other people who vibe with what excites you. You'll make room for joy and for those people who are part of that joy. But what about those people who feel negatively about your changes? How does that feel? Not great. Being rejected, even when you know it's for the best, does not feel good. And it's unlikely they're going to say they don't like you now that you're happier. You're not living in a Disney movie where the evil villain wants everyone to be miserable. They're going to move on to other things and other people or give you reasons that seem valid to them for breaking off a relationship. Kicking you to the curb, but in a good way. It's all good, even when it doesn't feel so good at the time. There is another kind of fear I want to talk about now. A few episodes back, I mentioned that part of my identity was shifting from being a major sweet tooth to cutting out most treats and cutting back on baking sweets. Because if I bake them, I eat them. Eating lots of sweets and baking them has long been a part of who I am and how I relate to others. Uh, First confession time, I, I made it about a month and a half, maybe even two months, but Over Thanksgiving, I indulged in pumpkin pie, cookies, cake. Uh, Well, I'm not back at the starting block, though, because I know that I can go without. So I didn't fail. I just took a pause. And actually, it reminded me why I stopped. I was crankier and more tired once that sugar rush uh, wore off after I ate those sweets. And in general, still, I spend far less time thinking about baking, eating sweets, and despite my brief sugar indiscretions, I have otherwise kept my promise to myself. Remember that we're always, always viewing ourselves with grace. You are currently part of some type of community, family, coworkers, friends, and even if you're pretty darn introverted like I am, You still need that community at times. The way you communicate, what you talk about, relates to that community. As adults, we make friends mostly at work. And let's say you work for the gas company, but you love animals and dream of being a veterinarian. But most of your time, you spend talking about pipes and gas pressure. At holiday parties, family ask you about gas prices and the best ways to lower their heating bills. Working for the gas company is a part of your identity. Being a veterinarian is not. You may be passionate about animals, watch shows on vets, and read about the latest techniques to soothe nervous cats, but your day-to-day life is all about gas. And you want to change that. You want to shift your identity. Maybe you'll still be able to talk about gas all the time when you're a veterinarian. But probably not. 
Once upon a time, I would go and see concerts, mostly at small venues. That was a part of who I was and how I spent my time. I still love music, but concerts hurt my old ears. So that identity fell away. There was a time in my life where I did not want children. I thought I was too selfish. Then I got a dog, and I realized I had more than enough love to give some of it away. Now I love being a mom. That old identity shifted and then changed completely. A long time ago, I was a person who mocked the idea of self-help. I scoffed at the thought of reading books about how to be happy. Until I realized that I was miserably unhappy and that nothing I was doing was making it better. I needed help. I read books about how to be happy. Now, I have a podcast dedicated to helping you find your inner joy. That old identity crashed and burn, didn't it? If you want your life to change, you need to change. You need to be willing to say goodbye to habits, people, parts of yourself. At first, you will be afraid. You won't know what to give up or push away. You won't know who you will be after. You will fight it, which is funny, because you know you need to behave differently and yet will insist on doing the same old things over and over. Change is scary. Be open. Be willing. Allow. Yes, you have something to lose. But there is so much more you can gain. You have shed old identities before, old habits, friends, and you're still breathing. You're still here. So when some weird and inexplicable idea pops into your head, try it. When an opportunity dances in front of you, something you would never have said yes to before, say yes. Be afraid. It's okay. It's normal. Bravery is not the absence of fear. Bravery is being afraid, then doing the thing anyhow. Be afraid, then be brave. Write the words, make the call, draw the picture, apply to the school or the job. Go for a walk today so that one day you can go for a run Ask the person out. Schedule a therapy session. Have the difficult talk. Take a big, deep breath. Raise your hand and say, yes. Now, as a writer, I tend to write things down. <laughs> and this week's episode falls right in line. Write down a dream you have, a hope, a goal, whatever it is, then write down the thing you are most afraid of losing that relates to that goal. Is it time? Is it a community? Is it a person? Is it some aspect of your personality? 
then write down what you could gain from reaching your dream or goal. Which is bigger, the fear or what you could gain? My guess is the benefit of change is actually bigger than the fear. If it's not, look closely at that goal. Is it really what you want? And look closely at the fear. Are you being entirely honest with yourself about the impact of losing whatever it is that you might lose? Really honest. Take some deep breaths. Go in depth looking at those fears. And remember, public opinion is not a good reason to give up on your dreams. Your happiness is a good reason to push forward. So did this week's episode make sense to you? Did it help you see that maybe the things that you fear aren't as big as you once thought they were? Please let me know. Uh, Comment wherever you listen to this podcast. You could also share your thoughts at at your worth search on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, even Pinterest and say hi. Now, go out there and be brave. Thank you for listening to Finding Your Worth. I am so grateful to you. You, the real you, is absolutely fantastic. And don't you forget it. Thank you.